0: I've been in my back for a while, I'm invincible. Story of a young boss grinding, shit critical. Calling on my bros one time, cause you you're special. I had some hood dreams and right rounds for my mentor. Every target that I shoot is point like a pencil. Different road change relationships, I'm so sorry. Came up from the trenches and I made it, I say Harley. now. It's playoff time and the usual suspects are heading to Vegas for the championship. And our partner Bet Online is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of Gatorade, Bet Online is the number one source for your championship wagering. Head to Bet Online and join today to get into all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. Alrighty, guys, we are back with another episode of the What's in Your Bag podcast, presented by Bet Online. As always, I'm your host Andrew Robinson, and before we introduce our special special guest for today you know we got to get the business out of the way so if you're watching this on youtube go ahead and stop what you're doing tap that subscribe button give us a thumbs up it goes a long long way drop a comment give us some feedback you know show us some love um, we appreciate it in advance if you're hearing this on apple podcast spotify go ahead and like the show give us a five-star rating tell a friend to tell a friend about the good gospel over here at the what's in your bag podcast it it goes a long way just getting this show out there to people who need to hear it that was my guy pull up tay on the intro this is going to be him again on the outro make sure you guys are streaming his music one of the hottest up-and-coming artists out of the dmv now without further ado guys we are super super excited for today's episode um man i think we've had some wonderful guests on and we're back today with another amazing guest who has a plethora of experience from from Bleacher Report and highlights and is now doing her own thing and kicking ass in the content space. So today we are pleased to be joined by Jessica Camille. Jessica, thank you for coming on today with us.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for having me um, and teeing that up. But yeah, I'm so excited to be a guest. This is my first ever podcast. So excited.
0: Love that. Love that. that. See, I love when guests say that and we could be the first, you know what I mean? So that after this, once you all famous and lit blew up, what the first podcast you came on was the What's in Your Bag podcast. You know what I mean? So there you go.
1: Also, make- no one judge me if I if I sound awkward.
0: <laughs> listen, listen, I'm sure you're gonna do amazing. We we talk off all- sure. That's
1: that's true. I could talk for sure. It's the one so, thing I'm good at.
0: Yes. Um, so kind of just a little bit backstory, man. So me and Jessica were able to kind of connect in LA not too long ago, um, at the Clippers at Hornets Game and I talked about this a little bit on our episode with uh, Jody uh, last week when I was like, yo, it's crazy the amount of networking that takes place at a basketball game. A lot of people you can meet just walking through the tunnels or on a baseline at a game. Like, people always will try to find these crazy networking events and, like, seminars and all this kind of stuff. But it's like, man, listen, if you just put to a basketball game nowadays, like, you can meet so many talented people who are doing a bunch of different things in the industry. Um, I think that's honestly one of my favorite things one about the basketball community, but specifically about LA is that everybody out there is kind of just doing the same thing, working toward the same goals. You can run there's so many people just casually. You know what I mean? So I kind of want to get your opinion on that um, and what your experience has been like, you know, being out here in LA.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I didn't I moved out here not too long ago. I would say now it's been like about eight months. I'm from New York. So a lot of people before I moved out here were like, Oh, I don't know if you're like going to like LA because obviously it's very different um, within the pace and the type of people and whatnot. And I was pretty back and forth prior to, so I was confident in my decision to move here. I love the basketball culture in LA. Like that is one thing that I'm so grateful for because I've met such like-minded people. And when you step into a room and you look at everyone as like, Oh, these are all creative people just trying to do the best that they're like, be the best that they're trying to be. And so am I, it's just an energy that you can't, you can't compare. Like when it, I just have met so many great people from being in spaces that, you know, basketball has opened the door for me in so many aspects of my life, work friendships, connections, mentorships. Um, And it's also where my passions are. So it's like, I'm very grateful and thankful for the people within this community because honestly I have to give so much credit to them for where I am today because I've learned so much from all the like everyone as well so yeah
0: that's awesome um I feel like whenever people think about content or media or like chasing a dream per se right everybody's like you gotta be in LA or New York if you have to be if you're trying to do anything within the creative industry, those are like the two, you know, big markets and so many opportunities. So I kind of wanted to ask you, given that you're from New York, you spent a lot of time there, obviously, and you just recently moved to LA. What can you say about those two in comparison as far as like the opportunities and the experiences in the creative space in New York versus what you've experienced thus far in LA? Like, are there any differences? Um, What what have you taken away thus far as far as the opportunities that are available and just the environments around, around those things?
1: Yeah I mean New York raised me you know it built me to be the person I am today that's for sure I think people in New York have a lot tougher skin and shit is straight to the point like you know whereas in LA I don't want to compare as like oh it's it's negative or positive it's just like facts or my opinion but I think in LA, people are more open to like collaborating and working together. And everyone is just, I mean, from my experience, it's like, how can I help you? Whereas in New York, everyone stays in their lane and respectfully, you know, like, I mean, damn, I was doing the same when I was out there. So I didn't realize this world of creatives that are out there that are like, you know, oh, I could help you. Let me connect you. And I'm like, this is a family. But in New York, I think people are just brought up in a specific way to just stay in their lane and stay focused and which isn't, I don't think either is positive or negative. I think, you know, it's a different experience but both of them will get you to where you need to be. Um, It's interesting that you say like either New York or LA for opportunities because I know a lot of people that aren't in New York and LA that are also doing great things so.
0: So you had mentioned just people who, you know, like in other cities and in other areas that are kind of making things happen. And I think that that's um, also amazing, too, because I think when it comes to content, at the end of the day, whether you're in L.A., New York, if you're doing great work, you're going to be able to grow and, and network. And also, if you're a great person, it's crazy to say that, too. Literally, before I hopped on this podcast, um, I'm going to have to shout this guy out, too. So it's this dude. He's an NBA, a I guess, photographer, videographer. His name is like Rob Reels but he, I think he lives in Minnesota. He makes these, like, um, all the Timberwolves, like, content. And he, it's this trend going around where people are, like, uh, singing a song, and they will, like, yeah. cut their the highlights and stuff. And he made one of uh, Anthony Edwards doing the Fantasia, When I See You. He's, like, singing When I See You. Then it comes to him, like, giving somebody yeah. a bonus. It's crazy. And I'm like, yo, this is, like, this is the type of content that I love. And But he's all over Minnesota. You know what I mean? it's, like, um, I think it kind of goes into your point of, like, wherever you are, you know what I mean? Like if yeah. they, you, can, you can make something happen.
1: Good content is gonna hit no matter what. I think that's also like a blessing that we have social media for that reason because you don't necessarily need for, depending on what you do, you don't necessarily need to be in LA or in New York because if you're creative and your work speaks for itself, You don't need to be in those spaces. You could just do your work and it can travel wherever it needs to be, so.
0: Then the good thing is you have events like Summer League and All-Star Weekend where everybody kind of converges. Oh, yeah. And and network and do all those things, even if you're not in one of those like hotbeds. Speaking of All-Star Weekend, it is coming up shortly here in February. Um, What are you looking forward to most about this year's All-Star Weekend?
1: So it's going to be my first All-Star
0: which is actually
1: surprising. Yeah. Um, So I think what I'm most excited for is the projects that I have lined up for while, while I'm there, because I'll be, I'm now working for myself. So a lot of the things I teed up for All Star are projects that I've been working on for my clients. So I'm really excited to just be in that energy because I've never felt it before. I've heard so many stories for the past four years since I've been in the industry. I'll start this, I'll start that. And I'm like, all right, it's time. I go and experience it for myself. Um, So yeah, I just can't wait to see all the activations that a lot of brands I'm familiar with are gonna be putting on, Um, a lot of friends that'll be out there, a lot of people I've worked with in the past that I'll be able to reconnect with. Um, So yeah, how about yourself?
0: Yeah, so I was going to say, first of all, first of all, congrats on uh, the new move, you know what I mean, getting into the, the freelance era. Congratulations on that. Looking forward to probably um, yeah. talking about that on here as well, but I'm just coming from that in the future. But this is also going to be my first All-Star as well. So me and you can kind of uh, brave the elements on our on our first All-Star weekend. But um not looking forward to kind of just getting out there and uh, making stuff happen. I don't really have too much planned, so I'm really going out there just putting myself in the environment and then trying to make it happen from there, honestly. But I heard that that's kind of what everybody does for the most part. Like you kind of got to go places and then figure out what everybody's doing from there. But um, I'm honestly just looking forward to the networking. Honestly, I think. Um, yeah. Because I've I've had this. Yeah. For a year, but I've been like this whole, my whole brand with All Facts Media I've had for like 2019 and all the people I've been ha- having on have been going to, Summer league and all star weekend, but I've never been able to go because I've always been playing like in season. So, yeah. this was the crazy like the last four summers. I think I've been like somewhere, so I've never been able to go to summer league. Um, I'm usually playing around this time. I was in Japan the last two years, Portugal, even <laughs> year. so. I'm just like, bro, like I, I'm just watching from the window, like the sponge alignment.
1: So,
0: fact, <laughs> um, I'm just super excited to get out there, you know what I mean, and and, and to see what the hype is about, honestly.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. But we're in for one. I'll be at Super Bowl a couple weeks prior to that. So I'm like going back to back and I'm here for it.
0: Also, back to back is hectic. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's work. Probably be a little play, but mostly work. I told myself I wasn't going to either if I didn't have work so I'm really blessed and grateful for the opportunities that I have that are are going to be bringing me down there to both so
0: wonderful so I think you see you gee, you you're doing my job teaming up pretty nice and easily you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, I do want to talk about kind of obviously we're going to rewind a little bit in a second to kind of get to your experiences with Bleacher Report highlights but um, I do want to give you the opportunity to talk about this new era that we're stepping in um, and you kind of getting into your your freelance era and working on your own and some of the projects that you've kind of taken on as an individual now, um, obviously you mentioned just now getting ready to work, go to the Super Bowl for work and All-Star weekend. Like what has that process been like um, kind of stepping away from that corporate landscape and now going into your own, you know, independent era where you're working for yourself?
1: Independent era, free agency era, I'm here for it. No, um, I'm blessed to be where I'm at and I'm blessed to have the connections that I've made throughout the years that have kind of teed up this next era for myself. Um, I think my favorite part about freelancing and contracting is well, of course, being my own boss. Um, (laughs) But aside from that is that I'm I'm able to be very intentional with the work that I do and intentional with my voice and my work that I've done for, you know, the past four to five years that I've been in the industry, I'm able to kind of pick and choose what I want to work on and who I want to invest in. And, you know, it gives me like kind of a a satisfaction, but also like clarification that I'm on the right track. Um, and yeah, I can't say too much about what I'm working on secret. Everyone will just have to wait and see, but, um, yeah, it's been challenging. I think one thing I struggle with is like scheduling and staying organized. And I'm a, I do this thing where I say yes to everything. So I'm like, yep, I'll do that. Yep. I'll do that. Oh, you need me for that. I got you. And then I'm like, oh, um, so that's been the most challenging part. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, that work for themselves. Um, it is a challenge, but, when I was going through, you know, the transition, I was just like, I really want to bet on myself. Like I really believe in myself. And, you know, that brings me back to my my guy, Kobe. You know, he said, he always said, if you don't believe in yourself, who will? And I really did believe in myself. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go into this next era of my life and I'm going to figure it out. But we're here and we're doing it so
0: yeah yeah one of the first things that comes to my mind is like obviously um in the previous experience that you had whether it was House of Highlights or Bleacher Report right they're like sending you out to events to work like hey Jessica we need you to go here and cover this event we need you go here and work this event right so now in the freelance space right obviously being able to cultivate connections and build your network through um having these wonderful experiences with House of Highlights and Bleacher Report but now that you're in the freelance space right like how are you now cultivating your own opportunities for work. Cause at the end of the day, if you don't have like the, the corporate name behind you to that's sending you somewhere, it's all on you to figure out, all right, like I have to pay my bills. So I got to make sure I'm bringing these jobs in to work. You know what I mean? So what is that process like for you being able to actually like secure these opportunities now that you're working for yourself?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think I'll kind of like rewind just a little bit. This answer may be longer than expected, but it's okay. Um, so I, the experience that I gained from my time at Bleacher Report, I went straight from college to Bleacher Report where I was a production assistant. Um, and then I went into during COVID, since, you know, things shut down, uh, I went into the social media world and House of Highlights. So I've had a very interesting, I guess, path and experience in within the industry. But one thing that I struggled with for, four years was being having a brand be my credibility right so there are moments when i was unhappy or there are moments where i was like well would i be able to be in these spaces if i wasn't connected to a brand like this right and you kind of go back and forth because we know all as a creative you know when you walk into a room it's like what do you do and it's really easy when you have a brand behind that to be like oh well I do this at house of highlights or I work for house of highlights and it takes you into rooms. It takes you to events a lot further than, you know, well, I work for myself. Okay. What do you do? And it's always, well, what do you do? Because I think it's really hard to navigate who's asking you what, what you do because they're actually interested in it or people asking you what they, what you do to see if they can gain from it. So I think I struggled for a long time because I was like, I don't want to leave this role that I'm in, even though I was unhappy. Um, I mean, I was very happy throughout the four years, but um, even though, you know, I wanted what was next for myself and I was just like, damn, I'm losing that credibility. Uh, So to answer your question, it has been extremely rewarding for myself um, to head into this new year, knowing that. When I'm at Super Bowl and when I'm at All Star, it's like I got myself there, not a brand, which you know is a lot of hard work and a lot of uh, I would say like just consistency in putting the time and energy into the right places and right people. Also, with that being said. There's nothing like the experiences that I've had working for House of Highlights and Bleacher Report. Like my younger self would have never imagined like being in some of the places that I was in or creating content, producing content, running a social media page with 50 million followers and growing that page and working alongside really incredible um, individuals in the space. So nothing compares to that. So I don't want to discredit the experience of what it's like working for, um, a big company because, damn, those media credentials be real easy to get. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like just throughout your response, a million questions popped in my mind. So I'm trying to write them down so I don't. No, I don't... you're
1: good. You're good. I talk a lot. I told you that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the first thing that I guess pops up in my mind, right, that I want to ask is like, okay. For somebody who is like, okay, well, dang, all right, she was at least report, she's at House of Highlights. All right, now she's going to Super Bowl and all-star weekend on her own now. Like, well, what is she actually doing, right? Like, how would you describe the role that you're playing now, like the job that you actually do? Because I feel like sort of to your point, right, sometimes you'll see somebody walk in that event and you'll be like, what do they do? Like, they're not really holding the camera. Like, they're not really like, like, well, are they a cameraman? Are they even at the game every day? Uh, at the Clippers game, obviously I was doing a bunch of like vertical content on my phone for social, like recording one and stuff. And then I was working out with my homie Isaiah at the gym and this dude came up to me. He was like, what up, bro? Like, yeah, I'm a ball boy for the Clippers. I saw you at the game every day. Like you're a photographer, right? And I was like, nah, I'm not a photographer, you know what I mean? Like, but it's funny because I think everybody can kind of relate to that in some way. You see somebody like, hmm, like what do they, what do, they do? You know what I mean? So yeah. what what is the kind of work that you're doing now that you're in this you know free agency era like what are some of the tasks that you're doing um conversations that you're working with like how, what does that actually look like now that you're working for yourself
1: yeah so it's interesting because i think that really all does tie back to the credibility aspect too you know because it's like you want people to believe in what you're doing and for myself I was actually talking to my mom about this the other day and I was like, I'm kind of at this place where it's like, I don't want people to know what I'm doing unless they're working with me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to be like, oh, I do this or I do that. But I'm doing a lot of, I'm working with some athletes to build out their digital content. I'm working with, I'm doing a lot of like athlete talent management. So whether that's working with a player or a creator, And kind of being their right hand and making sure that they're in the right spaces, getting the, you know, getting the brand deals that align with their, with themselves and kind of just teeing that up. A lot of content creation, a lot of, you know, running Instagrams and TikToks and, you know, being on set, producing. Um, I've had, it's kind of crazy. It's been like two months, but I'm like, yeah. So I'm just excited because it's like, and then I have some things coming up, like you said. Super Bowl, All-Star, and then I'll be covering, this is new, drum roll, um, the Indian Wells Tennis Tournament, which I've never covered tennis before, uh, but it's a really great opportunity. And shout out to Jessica Slate because we're going in this together as fellow NBA girlies. Um, yeah, so it's gonna be an interesting transition, but I'm really excited to show, you know, bring what I know, and kind of bring it into the tennis world and you know, bring culture into that. And yeah, so Indian so, Wells tennis tournament follow. Yeah.
0: Tap it tap in. First of all, tap shout out. It. Yeah, tap in. oh um, I love just how I love this community, and it's one of my favorite things about this podcast. I and mean, then because we actually had Jessica slate on the podcast not too long ago, ah! man, so Shout out to her because she's awesome. She dropped a bunch of gems on the podcast as well. Um, she's doing a bunch of dope work out in Phoenix. So if you guys haven't watched her episode, make sure you guys tap, scroll, scroll back on the YouTube. You'll see it. You'll see it down there and tune because she's um definitely a great person as well. The two Jessica's killing it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> oh,
1: we're just out here doing her damn thing.
0: Love it. Um, so I guess the, the second question that I, I asked, I, I guess that came into my mind when you're talking about this is right. Like, I think it's like a double-edged sword when you think about the trade-off, right? Because on the one hand you were able to kind of work for Bleacher Report and like to have all the opportunities and work all these events and things like that. And kind of like you mentioned, build that credibility, but then it's like, dang, well, all right, am I getting myself in here or is it just Bleacher Report, right? But then you have the other end, it's like, okay, you were able to at least build a name and have, you know, face recognition where people see you when they know you, right? On the other end, you have somebody like myself, right, who I'm on my own self kind of entrepreneurship journey, right? But I'm starting from scratch. So I don't have the large credibility to get immediate pass to go to all-star or super bowl Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. Right. So would you recommend for somebody else who's listening to this, right. Starting off at that corporate level to where they can kind of gain that, maybe resume pop to where you could have that name recognition and then go into the corporate world. Or would you recommend just kind of, obviously you're in the freelance space now. So like hindsight is always 2020, having the experiences that you've had now, would you recommend just kind of starting it out with that and kind of grind it and scale it that way um, as opposed to going the corporate route first. What would you, I guess, recommend, or I guess, what would your, based on your experiences, how do you kind of reflect on those two things?
1: Man. So I would say experience, experience and keep using this word, but credibility. If you, if that means going the corporate route and that means gaining that experience within a brand, within a company, Um, then do that. Like whatever is, I think I'm a big believer that whatever, wherever you are is where you're supposed to be. So if you find alignment in a corporate job, don't put pressure on yourself to work for yourself. If you're working for yourself, don't look at other creatives as competition, learn from them. Like, I think my biggest, I've learned so much being in the role that I was in but I've learned so much more from my peers and I think you get the tools right you get the experience you get the inside of how a corporation works and that is great within itself because you need to know those things right if you want to keep moving up you need to know how shit works but the things that have lit light bulbs in my head are from my peers that I've learned from or watching other women be in these spaces. I think that was something that, you know, did it for me and more for where I was at. It was like, I'm, I'm like, wow. Like I'm looking at these women and I'm like, look at the impact that they have in sports right now. I want to be doing that and I'm learning from them and I'm taking notes from them and I'm, you know, and then it's like, the path that I was on, I was never going to get there if I stayed there. So I was like, okay, what do I have to do in order to take a step back and then realign myself into the path that is like meant for me? So experience, however you are going to gain that experience and being around people that are going to help you like, and build you like, that's all I want to do is to give back to younger people. So if you're if you're watching this and you need some advice, hit me up. Add my little at. Like I'm here. I want to I want to be like a mentor to so many people because I truly believe I am where I am because of my peers and friends and coworkers that have pushed me and saw things in myself that I didn't see. Yeah. So I think just be around people that believe in you. Corporate, not corporate, fuck it. Yeah. Just be great. Yeah.
0: I think that's so important, man. And I think community is everything. Honestly, you know what I mean. And being around people who show you genuine love um, and support you, you know what I mean, is something that you can't replicate. And especially when you can find that in people that are in the same industry as you or in the same space as you, um, I think that is super valuable. Because somebody's also if you're a, if you genuinely care about somebody and you genuinely have a relationship with somebody it's going to be nothing for them to shoot you an opportunity or a collaboration yeah. to a piece of advice or fly you in on a project. Like, Oh, you needed some, so-and-so boom. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got a friend right here. We don't here.
1: gatekeep over here. We don't gatekeep. Uh-uh. We don't got time for that.
0: <laughs> I think I think you have to be number one, a certain type of person for that. Mm-hmm. You have to be somebody who's, who's, who understands that, like, I didn't get here on my own. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because yeah. you have to say like, oh, I'm self-made, so I got out the mud. Everything I got, I did it for myself, blah, 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 blah. Man, mm-hmm. the next person that needs help, you're going to be like, you better, you better just do what I did, you know what I mean, or quote, unquote, what I did. Um, I think it's a great quality to be able to understand that, like, you know what, like, I had to have help and assistance to get here, and I'm going to be able to now pay that forward and help lift the next person up. And I think that that's honestly what it's all about. So, yeah, um, you know, super great that you said that, because I think that that's, that resonates a lot you know, I guess for me personally as well.
1: Yeah, I think two things that are really important to stand on for yourself and anyone that's, you know, trying to get those media credentials and trying to be in the space is to stay true to who you are. Like, I think authenticity shines brighter than we all even know. And when you're just yourself and you're not trying to be like anyone else, that will get you further than anything and then also your work like I say this and and you know I'm in a position where I get college students reaching out to me like hey how do I get a job at House of Highlights how do I get a job at Bleach Report and I'm like well let me see what you're doing like that's like to me it's like because I'm like we all want we all want You know, we all want to be here. We all want to do this. We all want to be, you know, courtside. We all want all these things because who wouldn't, right? But it's like, well, what are you bringing to that space? And is it good? You know what I mean? Like, you always have to be perfecting your craft. And that's why learning from other people and being open-minded to taking advice and changing your mindset is so important because if you... It just is like your work speaks for itself and that's, what's going to get you in places and your authenticity because you don't want, you, you feel fake energy from a mile away. You know what I mean? Like you feel the people that, you know, just want to be in the room because it looks cool. It's like when you step into a room, what are you bringing to that room? What is your work doing for these players? What is, What is your work producing for these athletes that No one else can see if it wasn't for your work. I'm a little, I think we're way outside the box, but it's just thinking to those real high levels. And I go back to Kobe with everything because that's exactly how he was. You know, he perfected his craft and his mindset, you know, was to always be the best. And that's just, it's going to get you into those rooms, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it has to start with the work at the end of the day. You know what I mean? It has to start That's with the work. And if you're producing quality work, and at that point, it's only a matter of time before the recognition or the opportunities are matching up with the work. But the work has to be here. Then the opportunities catch up. You know what I mean? It's not like you can't, your work can't be now here and you want this opportunity up here. And then your work catches up. It's like, nah, like you got to have the work first. You know what I mean? Yeah that point, it's like, all right, well, we can see what you're doing now. We can work with you. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that's super, super important, man. I gotta, I gotta like, definitely clap you up on that because that's that's facts. A lot of people just got their hand out first. They're like, oh, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. But it gotta start with the work. Um, like
1: you'll get it. I'll, the world will give what you deserve. You know what I mean? Like just don't worry about being somewhere right? Like, that's not your credibility. Like, being at a game, that's, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you put in the work, you are going to get there. Like, it's it's like math. It's like a formula, you know? Just be you, do what you do best, perfect your craft, and put your energy into, like, what fuels you, and you will be in the rooms that are meant for you. I'm a big believer.
0: Thanks, thanks. I got to mm-hmm. give a shout out to uh to to the gangy because I feel like I'll be remiss to talk about community and Showing love if I didn't, if I didn't shout out the game, man, the, the peanut m M&M and game. I know they're probably watching this. Shout out Aston, uh, Jody, Yay. Isaiah, Katie. Those are the the road I love them. Facts. I think um yes. when when you mentioned just like people who are genuine and like showing real love, I think that those were the first people that came to my mind because I'm someone like you. Like I'm an East Coast guy. I'm from Maryland. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm like in that transition period where I'm like heading out west. I think I'm going to move out mm-hmm. there. Done, once I'm done hooping, but like, um I went out there and like, we clipped like off the bat. And it was crazy because we're hanging out outside of the basketball world. We're going to Universal and going to dinner, all that kind mm-hmm. of form genuine like bonds and connections with people to where it's like now it's nothing to like connect each other with for opportunities or whatever the case may be and work together. You know what I mean? And I think the foundation of that is a friendship though. You know what I mean? A genuine relationship. And I think that's what I would implore you guys to do as well, man. Like try to find your community, find your tribe, like find your people who you can just hang around genuinely without expecting anything from one another. And yeah. if you do that, you guys to lift each other up, you know, and support each other. And uh, it's going to look a lot better when you guys are at that table together and you guys are all doing your dope, amazing things. yeah. You all support yourself along the way. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I want to shout out two people who have changed my life, literally, Um, one of them being one of my best friends, Mac West. She is big Mac attack on IG. Um, But (laughs) she is someone who wants her, not her purpose, but what she does so well is connecting people. Like, you don't even know you're planting a seed when you're talk when you talking to her, but she's already thinking like about how she can help you. And, you know, she was like my first adult industry friend after college. And there was a world that I didn't even know about. Like, she was like, you can do this, you can do that. I have to get you in touch with this person. Um, you should talk to this person. And I was like, oh, like I could do that. Like, I was just like, you know, and over the years she's become a best friend of mine but she has a series called Soul Supper and I won't speak too much on it, but it's where she brings people together um, to talk about specific topics and be very open. And it has changed my life because I've met the most incredible people and I've learned so much from them on topics that don't relate to her jobs. Um, So she's just been someone that really opened doors for me and I want to give that back to other people because I just didn't even know it was like possible at the time. I was like, oh, I could just like text this person and be like, oh, I want to pick your brain dope. Anyways, that's the first person I want to shout out. And the second person is my my big sis in the industry, Arielle Chambers. She is, I mean, damn, she is the blueprint for women's sports. But aside from that, she has whenever I've, you know, been like my little timid self or didn't want to take a chance on myself, she basically gave me no choice, you know, because she really believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And she has pulled me into rooms that I wouldn't have imagined myself in. And she is, she constantly reminds me that I deserve and to be in the rooms that I'm in. And she's so uplifting, but she really has empowered like me to be a woman in this space. And yeah, I just like can't thank her enough for that because you need that big sis in the industry. You do. Women supporting women is everything.
0: I love that. I love that man. <laughs> I think you know, that was a little mini little flower segment that we just did there, man. You gotta give your people your flowers, man. They're, they're flowers in they,
1: they just it's a it's it's a way of of life. You see, you learn from people. I'm big yeah. believer.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned previously that like, there are a lot of women that you saw in the industry, like when you were coming up, and like, yo, I want to be like her, like I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of those, who were some of those people that you kind of looked to for inspiration or like maybe if it was a person that you saw, like dang, like I want to do that job, you know, one day. Like um, it was funny. We had uh wish, oh, Jolie, we had Jolie on the podcast mm-hmm. uh a couple weeks ago. And yeah. she was talking about, yeah, and she was talking about um how she did the SI, she was like an SI kids reporter and she had this one moment that she'll never forget like when she was at the football game and like she saw Aaron Andrews on the sideline and she was like damn like what did she do like oh my god that's so dope yeah. I want to hear it one day they kind of like motivated her for the rest of her life as far as like the thing that she was trying to pursue within the sports industry and stuff so I always enjoy hearing those stories about like just people who you like look to for inspiration or people who kind of gave you a little jam along the way or kind of kept you motivated to, towards your goal so like who are some of those women that you kind of look to um, along the way that get, uh, allowed you to have a little bit of spark or, or inspiration?
1: Yeah. So I would say Brittany Elena and Taylor Rooks. Um, it's so crazy. I remember Brittany, I never told you this, but here we are. I remember when I met Britt for the first time and it was at WNBA draft. And I was like, I can't fangirl right now. Cause like I'm, I'm here, you know what I mean? But like, I was like, Whoa, because I've been watching her content. I've been watching her work, especially when she was doing work with Kobe um, for so long. And then I remember I met and she was like the nicest person ever. She gave me her number and I was like, <laughs> um, but she has been, I really believe that she, you know, we have so many women basketball creators, right. That are in the space now influencers. And I really feel like she was the blueprint For that, you know, like she was really the first one to get on the Internet and be her authentic self and, you know, interview players and just be a light in the space for all of us. And just it's been super empowering to watch. And then Taylor Rooks, man, I mean, I think Taylor Rooks is one of the best interviewers right now and has been the way she's able to tell a story and the way players are so comfortable and open up to her. I have been watching her for since Take It Back to Taylor Rooks days. And then that was one of the first shows I worked on when I got to Bleacher Report. And I remember the first day I saw her in the office and I was like, well, we're like in the same space. Like, okay, this is dope. Um, But yeah, and such a kind, kind kind-hearted person so those are two women that really they've been they started out great and they just damn they've been great like that is greatness right there so
0: yeah shout out to both of them man i think that those are two yeah really, really you gotta we gotta we're gonna have to clip this and send this to Brittany. so number one she could she could get her <laughs> i have on the podcast yeah. right too so Brittany. if you're watching this go ahead go ahead and take take a seat take a seat you know i mean we have to come chop it up with you as well
1: um, yeah,
0: but nah, it's it's hilarious though because number one, me being in the journal, like, I, I my degree is in journalism. Like, I'm 100 percent like, went to school for like the media and communication and journalism. So like, Taylor Rooks is 100 percent one of the best interviewers um that's out there. She the way she can like get players to open up, and the way she can get players to just lie out their ass when they interview. Yeah. Mister Jalen Brown talking about with <laughs> six championships. Oh, that's funny as he, hell. He, he beating Michael Jordan. I'm like, yo, Taylor, you must got some type of special, special power, yeah. <laughs> dude. Talk he like, that, I, I need to take notes. I need to I take. Will say,
1: I will say one thing about Taylor is I have been in so many different rooms with her. I have been, you know, in the office. I have been in public settings. And she is just so nice to everyone she comes across. And one thing that she does that I love is she always asks people's names. So when you, when you meet her, you take a picture with her, she's always like, what's your name? And then addresses you by that. And I think that's just, I've, I've never seen her switch up in rooms that she's been in. And I'm sometimes like, how do you have that energy? Like, how are you always, listen, I'm a nice person and I pride myself on being a nice person, but you know, catch me on a bad day. And I'm like, mm, not another conversation, like, <laughs> but damn, she just is such a kind soul, really.
0: Yeah. So I want to talk about um, kind of taking, excuse me, taking it back to the, you know, Bleacher Report and House of Highlight Days, right? Um, We talked about you had the plethora of opportunities to kind of do a bunch of different events and cool things. What were some of your favorite events or favorite projects that you were able to work on uh, while you were there,
1: yeah, there's been a lot. I'll start with okay, summer league was like a really pinch me moment for me because I was it was like having free access and being able to go up to any player that you want I was like this is Disneyland what are what in the world like I was like whoa and I remember you know meeting LeBron for the first time my body was like it's shaking I, it's so weird to think back on because I was like like you know so that was probably, like just being in in you know as close as you could be and um that and you know it was good basketball too and just being able to, I think, challenge myself as someone who was so new to the job and and interviewing. And then I'm being put in front of all these players and I'm like, wow, I I have to, this is my opportunity to ask like the best questions that I can think of because I would hate to walk away from this and be like, like I had that opportunity and I didn't like, you know, make make the best out of it. That was really great. And then I would say, Working with the Women's USA national team is something that meant a lot to me because I played soccer growing up. And um, yeah, it was like my life. And man, did I idolize these. I wore Mia Ham's jersey every day on the first day of school. Um, every, yeah. And That's that a, was.
0: Yeah, Mia Ham. Wow. I bet the I other know. who that is. Mia Ham. Listen, uh-huh. Mia Ham was goaded. No yep. cap.
1: Number nine, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Every first day of school, a picture that I have in elementary school was in the Mia Hamm uniform. Um, we're gonna have to like insert a picture, <laughs> maybe not. Um, but yeah, so that was another pinch me moment. Um, yeah, what did you get say... to do with
0: that? What were you? What were you doing with the soccer team?
1: I just covered a game. Um, <laughs> And it, but it was still, it was still being, you know, being on the field, being at post and, you know, post game where they did their interviews and I forget what game they won, what tournament it was that they won, but I was able to celebrate with them and kind of just being in that, in that energy around, you know, women. Cause I'm normally covering, I was normally covering uh, men's sports was just different for me. Um, And I just really, my younger self was like, wow. You know, Yeah. and capturing that moment for me is so, I go back to intention within my work and it's like, I want to change the narrative around women's sports and continue to do that. So working for a page like House of Highlights at the time is, you know, one of the biggest sports media platforms what better way to continue to push the narrative, um, for women's sports than to be, have the opportunity to do that on such a big platform that has, you know, a predominantly male audience. Um, so that to me is really special, you know?
0: Yeah. Speaking of that, I feel like there's always a trade-off and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where it's like, a corporate versus freelance which lane do i take and there's mm-hmm. pros and cons to both you know what i mean i think one of the things that i've heard at least um from other people who have come on the podcast when they're talking about working in the corporate space is like not necessarily having the creative freedom to be able to post what you want or things like i think you got to kind of stick to what the, the the goals of the platform is but in freelance it's all you right you can figure out whatever event I want to cover and post about and talk about um, is up to me. You know what I mean? And it allows you to kind of have a lot more creative freedom. So what has that been like for you now, stepping into this free agent era and being able to, I guess, just have the proverbial, like, people in basketball, they always say, oh, they got this player on a leash, man. You know, they don't don't let him go. But now it's like you might go to a new team, you might get traded, and you see him getting 25 25 points a game. You know what I mean? Kill it. But um, I was want kind to of talk to you about kind of having that, I guess, creative leash off now to where you can create the content that you want um, and not have to worry about anything else.
1: Yeah. So I will give a shout out to House of Highlights here because they really did a great job with being open to any ideas that any of, you know, the employees that were working for them had. Like, I feel like it was, unless it was a, a corporate a corporate thing, like all of our ideas and wants, and you know, were able to be explored majority of the times. So, that is also, I think, something that taught me a lot because I was able to really think outside of the box because it was like, okay, no one ever tells me no. So, maybe I could do this, maybe I could do that. And I think I was in a really good position to be able to pitch these ideas because they were received really well over there. So I think that I was just like really blessed with that experience. Um, but then going into my free agency era, I think it's, it's, it all goes back to the intention also. And it's like, I'm at a place where I'm not just looking to work to work, which took me so long to get here. I was like, yes, 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 yes. You know? And now I'm like, when I have an opportunity offered to me, I'm like, is like, what's the bigger picture here? You know, what am I going to be able to do that is going to be, you know, uh, I guess having an impact, I I guess it's not really a good answer because I think I'm still trying to figure this out for myself. Um, But it's interesting to pitch ideas and to see them get received. I think, my new best friend is rejection. Um, yeah, we love rejection. You wanna know why? Because rejection is direction. Mm. Okay. So I've learned that. Mm-hmm. Sabar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think being open to, you know, having ideas or seeing a vision and those and that getting, you know, rejected it doesn't mean to stop pushing, you know, for what you believe in, but it just means to redirect where your your mindset is at, yeah. and I think for a while I was really scared of rejection, but I'm working with it now, and I think that that's helping me be able to you know not hold back from opportunities because it's really cool when you go into something and you're like oh, I don't know I don't know I don't know, and then it's received so well and you're like yeah I know my shit nice. you know you're like yep I'm here for a reason but I guess I have a question for you because I'm curious as I'm talking so much and just this is just the type of person I am. But I guess like if you were to have like all the creative freedom right now, um, I know you said your journalism is your thing, but like if you can just, if you were looking at someone and you want it to be your job, like who, like if you could insert yourself into someone's role, who would it be? Cause I'm cur- I think about this all the time for myself too. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. I think I just wanna be my own thing. Like, I don't know.
0: First of all, this is the what's in your bag podcast first. Like we don't, guests don't normally ask me questions. So this is this is sharp, you're keeping me on my toes here.
1: Cause so, I'm doing all the talking, you know I'm a, con- I'm a self-aware, considerate person. I'm like, let well, me let me switch it over real quick. But I'm also curious as I'm talking cause I'm like curious what you're thinking too.
0: Wow, if I could have any role, who would it be? That's a great question. I've never, I've never had thought about it because I feel like we all have like our dream job, right? Or like, dang, I would love to do that. You know what I mean? Um, hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm thinking out loud here because I feel mm-hmm. like okay, I have never asked this question before, so I have to like word vomit it, and then maybe I yeah. will my answer. So, I mean, obviously, first and foremost, right? I think being a basketball player first and like still being like, I'm getting ready to go play in Australia in March. You know what I mean? I train every day at 6am to like stay in shape and everything. So like for me growing up, LeBron was always my like idol because of I grew up in the era where it was was like, it was like a negative to have other things going on outside of sports. It was like, you had to be in a gym 24 seven. You can't like do anything outside of sports. Like you can't, you have to be – when you're going home, you got to watch film on, on your game and, like, da da da, da. So – and if you weren't doing that, then you were distracted or you didn't want it bad enough. You know what I mean? And what I really admired about LeBron, obviously, I mean, I think he's the greatest basketball player ever. But aside from that, like, what he's been able to do with the shop, what he's been able to build with uninterrupted, like, Spring Hill Company, like, the media platforms, you know what I mean? Like, he would just – he would just, uh, like uh, – obviously, this summer at Paris Fashion Week, Went to uh, the the Pharrell show out in Paris. Then he dressed up for the first game of the season. He's wearing like the, the you know, Pharrell's like first collection. Like um, he's in everything. He's acting, you know, he does like everything. And I feel like I'm one of those delusional people, but I don't know. I think you got to be a little delusional. People I always say you got to have a little bit of delusional confidence to be successful. And mm-hmm. I have these moments to where I'll be like, yo, like I want to be an actor. Like that would be dope to act. And then I'll be like, dang, like, I want a model. Like, let me sign up for this. Like, let me try to apply for this agency to, like, be like, a model. And, like, I want to be – I want to do content. Like, I, there's so many things that I see. Yeah. That inspires me. You know what I mean? Like, people always rag on, like, Kyle Kuzma. But, like, I, I love Kyle Kuzma. First of all, he's playing for the hometown team and the Wizards. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah. he's into fashion. Like, he's doing – class with tiffany and he's walking in shows he's walking a, a Puma show like he's at all the shows and in, in fashion for paris like so i look at people like that like dang man i love how it's like those are athletes who are saying effort. like i'm gonna do whatever i want to do whatever my heart desires. like if i want to do fashion i'm gonna do it if i want to step over here and do acting i I'm want I'm, I'm gonna do it like if i want to start a podcast and be on my podcast p and draymond green stuff i'm gonna do it you know what i mean um absolutely that's what I really like love. You know what I mean? Um, as far as like people in the industry, like the media side, I think a lot of them would probably be like women. You know what I mean? Like I think somebody like a Brittany Elena, like who, or, or like a Taylor Rooks. Like I love having conversations. You know what I mean? Like I, I am very mm-hmm. much a conversationalist. Like, and that's also why I love that you asked me a question, because I like to just talk sometimes and
1: yeah,
0: oh, like, just be able to, have dialogue and so for me looking at somebody like taylor rooks who is interviewing like anybody who's anybody wants to sit down with like taylor rooks and have a conversation with her you know what i mean and it's like it's crazy for me too because when i started this podcast we were having a bunch of like players on right we had terrence mann we had hamadu diallo uh Haywood Highsmith, who plays for the heat like a bunch of different nba guys quinn cook was on uh, he was on episode one first episode and um had a bunch of overseas guys and it's like I was very much into, like, the basketball, like, players. And it's like, that's still, we're still going to have athletes on, of course. But, like, recently, I don't even remember the last, like, athlete we've had on the podcast. It's been strictly, like, people in the media, whether it's managers, yeah. photographers, stylists, designers, you know what I mean? Like, because that's really what I love. I love to hear, like, those stories, you know what I mean? I love to be able to see somebody like Brittany Elena be at an all-star weekend and, like, be I at the game, talking to people and creating content and stuff like that. So it's yeah. like, for me, um, I don't know if that really answers your question, but I think there's a lot of areas that I just think I'm a creative person. So for me, it's all about creativity and expressing yourself. So I really like to see athletes who are embracing their creativity and stepping mm-hmm. into different lanes. And then I also love people who um, are on the industry side, but like even when I, when I retire from basketball, I want to be around basketball. So it's like, oh, if I can go to yeah. a court side, mm-hmm. Meet, you know what I mean, like, that's what I want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I don't know if that answered your question, but that was kind of like, I guess that's how I
1: No, worked. I love how you tied that together with how you started with like being an athlete, not that it's frowned upon, but like you're not supposed to have other hobbies or you're supposed to just be all for your sport. Um, And then I love how you tied that into, you know, LeBron and what he does off the court. And it reminds me a lot of one of my best friends who I also work with, uh, Lauren Fitzmaurice, who Lolo Fitzmo. she uh, was a college athlete. And now she is just killing it in all aspects of life. And we always talk about delusion, but, you know, we're like, is a delusion if we're doing it um and
0: i'm the lulu the lulu is me
1: the lulu is everything um really gets you places but she's tapping into everything that she's passionate about right now and honestly as her friend and someone who works with her like i'm just so proud of her because i'm like you're challenging yourself to you want to dance you're now you're dancing you want to act you're doing that. Like, I'm just like, good for you. Like it motivates me and it inspires me because I'm just like, damn, like you'll never know if you have a thought that crosses your mind of like, I want to do this. It's like, what's holding you back. So I do understand that. And also when with the athletes that I, you know, have on my, on my roster is like, that's what I really want them to understand is that they can create so much opportunity for themselves off the court with what they're interested in and it's really important that they tap into that as well or feel supported in those areas
0: yeah
1: yeah, yeah. also make money so
0: thanks why not <laughs> dash, you know what i mean but
1: yeah no
0: nah, i think that that's like i don't know some people i feel like when they get around other people who are like Doing things that they want to do or are successful, so they get like jealous, and it's like, dang, like why did they got get that or like whatever. For me, yeah. I'm sort of similar to you where I see that, and I'm like, yo, it 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 like inspires me. It makes me like stay up at night to like, yo, how can I do this? Like, I'm up, I'm on Pinterest, like creating my mood board, like dig, like.
1: You're a Pinterest guy.
0: X. I'm tapped in. I'm all the way tapped in. I'm all the <laughs> way. In. Um,
1: the ladies will understand this, but I think what's the TikTok saying? It's like. He's been cooked here, like someone. <laughs> but someone's cooked here. Yep. Okay. Anyways.
0: <laughs> um. But yeah, like that stuff inspires me so much. You know what I mean? To seeing like athletes or even somebody like like Lolo who has been able to like go into her next phase and like do all these different things. It's like mm-hmm. amazing.
1: It's incredible.
0: Yeah. It's like that's why I'm I'm doing what I'm doing now with this. Like I'm still playing and I'm hooping, but like I mm-hmm. feel like people now I want people to know me for like. My next chapter, and like this, more than they even knew me as a hooper. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy because who I meet now, like at Clippers games, are like, well, they don't even know that I hoop. You know what I mean? They don't even know that I play basketball at all. You know what I mean? It's like that's kind of what I like though, because I feel like when I'm done playing, I want to be able to fade into this next period, you know, gracefully, and like be able to kind of hit the ground running. And there's the more conversation that I have, more people that I meet it's like, wow, like, it's possible, you know what I mean, like, it's impossible, yeah. really you just gotta do it, and start somewhere, at the end of the day,
1: yeah, it's, it's so, start somewhere, literally yeah. anywhere, just start,
0: <laughs> literally, um, so I wanted to ask you, too, like, obviously, you mentioned Lolo, and, like, your how you guys are besties, and stuff like that, but I know you guys also, um, work together with your opulent Talent Agency, and stuff like that, so I kind of want to give you an uh, opportunity to, Talk about what you guys do on that on that end from the production and management side I know you gotta have your hand in a bunch of different areas so um i kind of wanted to give you opportunity to talk about that as well
1: yeah so that is a production company that Lil started when she was at syracuse and she brought it to la and that's kind of how she started in the industry and we kind of have worked together to revamp it i can't speak too much on what's coming because we're doing a launch soon so you know just keep it on your radar go follow um yeah but it's really exciting because something we're really taking our time with it because we're like we know that there's no rush here because we have all the right tools we have all the right people we don't need to right now put it out there like What's the thing of like, if you're doing something, you don't have to say it. Like sometimes it's like, just do, you don't have to like put it out there. And I think we're in this, in this time period of just doing right now, and then we're going to get to the point where people will see what we've done. Um, but right now we're just really working on building relationships within the world. But what it is, is like Opulent Productions is just a production company that, if you want, you know, a production company to work on your podcast or your show or whatever, like you're looking for the best editor, you're looking for the best photographer, you're looking for the best director, right? And that's where we come in and we supply that and provide that to your your team and your purpose and your vision while working alongside you to make that come to life. And I think something unique about what we want to do is like really elevate people rather than like, gain from it. Um, like we're not trying to change, you know, what you have going on because it fits for us. It's like we want to come in and and elevate your content and your production to the best of its ability. Um and we have the right people to do that. So it's exciting and I'm excited for everyone to see what is in store. But we'll keep that on the DL for right now.
0: I love that. I love that. Well shoot. We to I'm gonna have to have All Facts Media keep in touch with Opulent Talent in, in a few years. Oh yeah. The production and editors going once I get out to LA. You know what I mean? We'll keep you guys. Yeah. You guys one, one phone call away for sure. Um. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you too, right? Like I think we talked a bunch about what you're doing now, and we took it back to the Bleacher Report and, and House of Highlights. But I know a lot of people, right, are listening to this, and they might they're trying to figure out, right? Well, how do I get my foot in the door? How do I secure some of these opportunities, right? And we mentioned earlier, right like it starts with the work first, right? The work. So let's say you're somebody who, you are producing high quality work, right? We've had this conversation on the podcast a bunch where it's like, all right, how did you secure those opportunities? You mentioned Bleacher Report was the first opportunity out of college, right? So it's like, to be able to get a job at Bleacher Report as the first job out of college is not easy to do. You know what I mean? So a lot of people were killed for that opportunity. You know what I mean? Um Probably yeah. that with, uh, what, three or four years at House of Highlights is another thing that's like, dang. Um, How were you able to get those jobs right out of the gate? Because I think some people are like, you know what? I'm a LinkedIn girly. Like I'm on LinkedIn. I'm tapping into all the openings. I'm applying. And That's how I was able to get my job. And we've had other people on the podcast who are like Julia Adams, for example. uh, Juju Adams, she works for GQ Sports. She does social (laughs) for for, uh, GQ. And she's like... Yeah, I got my job at GQ because I was working for the NBA, doing social for them. And then I knew a guy. We sat down, had coffee, we're just talking. He said, "Yo, we haven't have an opening. We're starting this you know, social GQ Sports thing. You should apply." And then, boom, one thing led to another, and it's kind of more of just like a relationship thing, flow naturally. And then, boom, you know. So, for you, like, how were you able to secure those opportunities with Leisure Airport and House of Highlights, especially like just out of college when it's like so many people that are trying to get into this industry and secure jobs like that.
1: Yeah, I think. So start with saying sacrifice, Um, you know, like you have to put in the time when I was in college, like, of course, you know, everyone values different things and being, you know, young and on your own, like, it's hard to stay focused, but I think that was my power was how focused I was in college, because all I wanted to do was work and nothing was stopping me from that. Like I, you know, shout out to my college housemates lived with nine girls, but they were so supportive of my journey that I was on and really just supported the sacrifices that I made to just take a job or do an internship that meant missing out on, you know, senior year, spring break, whatever it was, is like, I really, you know, you don't have to do that, but like, I really put my career as top of my priorities. So I think the work that I did while I was in college really got me, opened the door for me um, you know, I took all my projects like so seriously. Like I the first day I got, I went to Iona College, shout out gales. Um, but I went to community college for two years. Shit, I was not a I was not a girly at all. Um, but I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to work, I wanted to make shit happen. This is literally my mindset. And then when I went to Iona the first day on campus, I went to the athletic department. I was like, I want a job. Like I want to work in sports, I want to work in basketball, like what can I do? And they were like, looked at me like, what? I mean, damn, I was working in production trucks. I was holding cameras, like half the size of my body. I was on ladders, rope, doing wires. Like, damn, shout out to the people I worked with there. Cause they started side of to me that I honestly forgot existed. Um, I was like too short for some of the cameras. So I had to stand on stools. Like I filmed lacrosse, baseball, everything. Cause I just was like, damn it. I was getting paid as a college student. Like, come on, can't beat that. Um, but yeah, it's like just putting yourself ahead of the pool of people to get in. And then like you were saying about um, Julia is like, she had that credibility at the NBA. Like she's incredible at what she does. So it's like, you really have to, and I am I know and I'm sure that to get that job at the NBA, she didn't just get that job at the NBA. You know what I mean? Like she did a lot of work to get there, which then sets her up for a role like GQ. Yeah. So yeah I mean it's just taking opportunities even if you know you don't want to or you're like oh, this isn't what I want to do like it's all a learning experience but building a, a resume and experience is yeah
0: yeah yeah well um, I definitely got to apologize to you for being the Iona girl you know what I mean the, the the Quinnipiac Bobcat and me you know we're, we're Matt conference rivals you know what I mean mm-hmm. I got, uh-huh. I got I got shout out to Bobcats, you know what I mean. We're eight and one currently, first place in the MAC. Mm-hmm. Just to up over Iona the other day, you know what I mean. But I own a cool or whatever, I guess. I mean, yeah. I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm oh, not a big
1: spirit girl. So <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, go Iona, It's cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I want to ask you because you already mentioned them a couple of times, you know, today throughout the the interview, but. I want to give you an opportunity. I know you're a big Kobe gal, and, um, you know, he's somebody who, as I know, motivated you a lot, inspired you a lot. So um, I just want to give you an opportunity to talk about kind of where that came from and, you know, how he's been able to be an influence for you throughout your career.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, growing up, the reason I watched basketball was because of Kobe. Um, and my brother's a big influence on in why I'm the big sports girly I am today because I just copied everything he did growing up. So, <laughs> um, but I watched Kobe play basketball for years. And it was, for me, it was only Kobe. I wasn't actually watching. I wasn't actually a fan of a team. I, I was just a fan of Kobe. So everything that he did And as I got older, his like his alignment in the work that he was doing off the court was an alignment to where I was at in my career. So his mentality growing up, being an athlete um, alongside him at the time, then into the transition into my professional career where he was transitioning to also, you know, working with Gigi and it like makes me so sad to talk about because it, was, it's a, it would have been a dream of mine to work with him, you know? Um, I just think he's different. He's different in everything that he does. And that's what I strive to be too. You know, I think there's a lot of lyrics that I could reference right now, but I think there's something about, you know, everyone's taking a certain route and you're doing it another way. And that's, I want to be the other way. I don't want to be in the same route that everyone's going. And I think that's what Kobe always did. Um, but even the impact that he had and was going to have in women's sports and does still have. But for me, I have had such alignment with his career and mine that I always just leaned on him and what he was doing to get me to where I needed to be. So, yeah.
0: Shout out to Mamba, man. Shout out to Mamba. Mamba mentality and, and everything. That's how you be great. You know what I mean? I'm like,
1: would Kobe do that? And if Kobe wouldn't do that, why the hell I, what's my business doing it? Cause shit, Thanks. you know.
0: Thanks. So last question that I ask you before we have some quick hitters, have some fun, and and get you on out the door is um obviously you've mentioned a bunch of different right experiences, uh, internships, jobs, right? That you that you've done. And now yeah. you're in this free agency era you mentioned, and you have the future ahead of you, right? Mm-hmm. You What does success look like for you in this next chapter of your life?
1: Great question. Um, Success to me in this next chapter of my life, I think it starts internally. Like it starts with, it's not always the bigger picture of like, here's this to show that I did this. It's kind of like, I guess, maybe that's a lie because you know um but I think success to me right now is let me think on how I want to word this so just like cut cut the thinking part out like speed it up bulbs yeah um I think for me success in this era of my life is Accomplishing things that a year ago I wouldn't have believed that I could um, because it's rewarding and it, it shows success for me that I was able to reach a point where I believed in myself. Um, so that's success to me. And I think also just like I look at as success as when you're working on something that is pushing a narrative that you want to push. So to me, if I'm doing anything that is, you know, impactful in the space for women and for the sport, then that's success to me really has to do more about what I'm putting out rather than like myself, you know? So, yeah.
0: I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, So cool. We got a fun little segment that uh we'll, we'll get into before we wrap it up. All right, and uh, this is off putter right? So this is kind of the the wild card segment. We're gonna do a draft. All right, we're gonna do our we're gonna do a draft. So we each can get our top five picks. All right, top five picks of your favorite TV series of all time. So whatever shows you watch from now, you get five. Mm-hmm. So we'll do you first since you're the guest, and then I'll go, and then we'll alternate back and forth to to get our top five TV shows.
1: I'm about to get judged so hard right now. All right.
0: <laughs> <sighs> Who was your number one pick? Level one pick.
1: Okay, I'm gonna start with Power because it's the show I've been able to watch the longest. Okay. Mm-hmm. That
0: was that was gonna be on my list. So you 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 took one of mine. You took one of mine for sure. But it's all right because I can't prepare. And I can't prepare. Okay. My number one TV mm-hmm. show. Drum roll please.
1: <laughs>
0: Gray's anatomy for the win.
1: Oh god, I can't. Like I really... eye
0: roll. The eye roll is crazy. I
1: just don't get it. Like every time I every time Gray's anatomy pops up, I'm like, I want to pass out from whatever's on the TV screen. Like I can't.
0: Listen. Mm. The 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 drama, the love interest. I've the, heard it's it's T. It's tea. It's tea. It's tea.
1: Yeah, minus the operations and stuff. Mm,
0: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, what's your number 2? Number 2.
1: Hmm. Um I feel like I watched so many better shows like back in the day. But you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm I love The Bachelor and The Bachelorette.
0: Oh my God, I was gonna be my next (laughs) pick.
1: Like the producers go crazy on that show. And I respect it. I respect it. I'm like, yeah.
0: We locked in. Hold up. (laughs) Hold up. Have you started watching this season yet?
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh, all right. So I can't I I haven't watched episode two yet, but we gotta talk about this since we I watched episode one. So who are your so far?
1: Oh, gosh, it's too early for me to remember. I'm so bad at that. But I don't know, because I've only seen... Honestly, everyone's pissing me off right now. But <laughs> <laughs> but because I think the the good girls are going to, you know, come through. Mm-hmm. Um, Because right now, there's just a bit of drama. But I mean, kudos to all of them? Because shit, I would never be able to date a man that other women are dating. So who knows? Maybe I'd be a little... I was on there too, but I don't have a favorite right now, so you're gonna have to tap in with me mid season.
0: Okay, so I heard there's a little drama where, so I'm gonna put this out before I've seen the second episode. But I love Daisy. Um, okay,
1: yes, one. oh yeah, yeah,
0: she's super sweet. So sweet. Um, loved her. Uh, Jess, Jess was the one who pulled up in the race car and she raced him in the go kart in the when she came out of the limbo. I don't remember, but she was wearing the pink dress. Um she, I liked her a lot. Who okay. Else? I thought Jen. Her name was Jen, not Jess. Jen. Jen.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. Erica yeah. Was the, Erica was the um the one that was dancing. The light girl. She has curly hair. She was like, I think Puerto Rican she's Dominican. Cute. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then who else? Who else was on the list? Um I think it was one more. Oh, Kelsey A. I liked her too. That was the girl from New Orleans. She okay. Got yeah. she's all a little cringe with the voodoo doll. But when they had the yeah. conversation inside the mansion, she was super sweet. So I liked her. Yeah. I liked her too. But
1: yes. Okay.
0: I'm looking forward to the season. Joey has a good pass. He has a good, I think he has some great options, but you know He's how this good dude. They always seem to fumble. They always seem to fumble mm-hmm. somehow. Um, yeah. Dang. All right. All right. All right. I respect it. I respect it. Mm-hmm. So First of all, that was two of my top three. But power okay. was two of my top three, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting nervous. Saying. My second pick... I'm gonna go with um Criminal Minds, and it's kind of like uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but I used to watch it with my mom all the time when I was young. It's like a yeah. top investigative episode. Yes, yeah, one of the crime TV shows, um, and that was my show back in the day. So I'm going Criminal Minds, number two.
1: Okay, um, trying to think of like. You know, when you're scrolling through Netflix with someone and you're like, oh, have you seen this? And then they're like, no. And you're like, oh, that's so good. Like, you have to watch it. And I'm like trying to think because, okay, Gossip Girl. Mm. That was a show that I was I was in it from start to finish.
0: I've only seen a few episodes, but I'm going to watch that one day because I've heard it's really good. I've, it's I've, really good. I've seen a few episodes and I was like, oh, okay, this, you got yeah. my attention. You got my attention. Yeah.
1: Gossip Girl raised me
0: respect respect I like it I like it um okay my third one is gonna be a newer one so people might not you know I mean it might be too early to tell but it's one of my favorite shows that I've watched recently so I'm gonna throw it in there and that's Richardson on Netflix
1: another one I can't get into
0: Wow. Is it, is it? I have
1: ADHD. So, like, you need to, there needs to be a murder in the first 10 seconds, or like, I'm out. Or there um, needs to be some type of scandal in the first five minutes, or I'm like,
0: my I, I scandal like, in Bridgerton.
1: Yeah, but uh, it doesn't do it for me.
0: Okay, fair, fair, fair. All right. So, what were we at before, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with a show that I really liked recently because I haven't actually watched the show in a really long time, but this one I was hooked to, Fool Me
0: Once. I've never heard that one before. Is that on Netflix?
1: Am I lying? I think that's what it's called. Yeah, it's uh, so
0: a... I'm probably not tapped in.
1: Yeah, 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 with Michelle Keegan. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I'm going to add that to the list. Add add to it. a
1: list. It's, it's really good. Everyone's talking about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay, say less. All right, my fourth one is gonna be um, another Netflix one, uh, Money Heist. Now that's that was on Netflix, but people, a lot of people didn't watch yeah. it. A lot of people didn't watch it because it's in Spanish, so it's like Casa del Papel. Okay. That's the name of it, but they have like the English, like you know how they have, it's, they have like the English, like the, they have an English version of it. It's not subtitles, but like you can okay. kind of see like Spanish, but whatever. So yeah, I like that one a lot. It was um. You might like that one. That was very much giving like bank robbery, heist, gotta escape type of thing. I don't know if you like it's, it. but
1: Yeah. Okay, I have my next.
0: Okay, what's your next one? a good one. Okay, let's hear it.
1: Big Little Lies.
0: Ooh.
1: Mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman. Who else is in that? Meryl Streep.
0: That's a good one. That's a good one. Zoe Kravitz. I've so I haven't watched that one yet, but I've heard of I've seen people talking about it. I've heard a bunch of my friends like you gotta watch that. So I'm like,
1: so good.
0: Gave me some shows I'm gonna add to my list. I'm gonna add to my okay. list. Um, Perfect. My number fifth pick is gonna be a blacklist. Blacklist Raymond Reddington. Um, that's yeah, the that number is show on Netflix. Is giving like he basically was a professional criminal, he was doing life, and then they got him out of jail. And now he's like working with the feds to like arrest other like crazy serial crime committers basically, but it's a bunch of like drama, I won't spoil it, but it's a whole backstory of his mm-hmm. connection to like the main character, Liz and all that. But it was really good, but you have a good list. You have a really good list. I think I'm gonna have to give you the win strictly off of Power and The Bachelor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Seeing that you, you you stole two off my list, that means you had a pretty strong list. That means you had a pretty strong list.
1: Fair, I was nervous going into that. So I'll take it, Lovely. walk away happy.
0: Thanks. Um, <laughs> So the last question we always ask our guests is, who should we have next on the What's In Your Bag podcast? But whoever you say, you got to get in your point guard bag and give us the assist and help us get them on.
1: Oh, I have so many, so So many.
0: We can take both recommendations, you know what I mean? But whoever you say- you
1: know who I'm going to say? I'm gonna be really intentional with this. This is this is gonna go to show them a good listener, because um, I have a lot of people in mind. But I'm gonna go with Dane Carter, and the reason I say that is because I think you'd be really interested in talking to him. But he's been at uninterrupted Spring Hill. He's at Bleacher Report now, while he's you know killing it in his career and work and all that. He also has a little mute side music career and he's also killing it in that and he's a really good person and he's a good friend of mine um but yeah dane you don't have a choice now so get your ass on here
0: <laughs> i would definitely love to talk to him so you got to connect me with him. um i'll often. connect you, you got to connect me with him and we can make that happen so yeah he's well, one of
1: those guys too that you're like what does he do because he'd be thanks. everywhere
0: thanks so. oh. yeah yeah, so we got to make that happen. I'll hit you up offline. And we, can, we can figure out how to make that happen. Oh, I
1: have another really good one, too. Ooh,
0: let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. A double dip. We love a good double dip.
1: Brad Parker. Okay. hmm You know what? Let's stick with Dane. Dogs are going crazy. But, yeah, I'll come back with you. I'll connect you.
0: Yeah. Love it. Love it. Like I said, we we, we can always do – and I'll see you at All-Star Weekend. We can chit-chat and try to, you know – Yes. we the other guests, we can we – can, yeah. Maybe, you know what I mean, and try to set something up there as well. um
1: For sure.
0: But I just want to say thank you for coming on, man. This has been an awesome conversation. Shout out to yeah. the first guest to flip it on me, you know, and, and ask me a question throughout the conversation that kept me on my toes. um But no, this is honestly one of my favorite conversations that I've had. I think we talked about a lot of um things that so many people think about in their brains, but never really get to talk about, you know, or, or discuss in yeah. the time. So. Um, Shout out to you for being an amazing guest. I'm definitely looking forward to following your career, following this next chapter in your life, um, being a supporter, being a fan, and just uh, seeing what's next in store for you. And like I mentioned before, I will see you at All-Star Weekend so we can check some more.
1: I'm excited, and I'm rooting for you as well. So I'm excited to see where this podcast goes.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I
1: appreciate you having me, for real. It's been a pleasure.
0: No doubt. Mm -hmm. Thank all right you. guys well if you've enjoyed this conversation as much as i have make sure you go ahead and like this episode subscribe to the channel give us a five-star rating all of the above show some love um follow jessica on social media jessica why don't you give yourself a, a good plug show people where they can find you at on social media if they want to tap in as well
1: oh i'm supposed to do that
0: yes, yes, yes. i know you're on your just give them your instagram i was like
1: wait i zoned out for a second um jessica camille on instagram and you'll you'll write the spelling there
0: mm-hmm.
1: follow so me dm me everything
0: tap tap tap, tap, in. tap in. yeah uh, uh, all guys this has been another episode of the what's in your bag podcast presented by bet online as always folks make sure you're showing love like subscribe share tell a friend tell a friend etc cetera, etc cetera. This is going to be my guy, Pull Up Tay, on the outro. Until next time, folks, peace. I've been in my back for a while, I'm invincible. Story of a young boss grinding, shit critical. Calling on my bros one time, cause you special. I had some hood dreams of right rounds for my mentor. Every target that I shoot is on point like a pencil. Different road change relationships, I'm so sorry. Came up from the trenches and I made it, I say Harley. Now-